Growth Pod is brought to you by Genero, a leading growth agency in the Nordics. We interview marketing experts, business leaders, and entrepreneurs to uncover the stories and strategies behind profitable growth. Today's guest is Magnus Pettersson, the business director at Snellman Pet Food. Snellman Pet Food operates three pet food brands across 10 markets in Europe. Welcome to the show, Magnus. Thank, thank you for having me. It's great to be here, and, and I'm thrilled to be here. You have had so, such amazing guests here before, so it will be great fun to take part of this. And uh, yes, absolutely. And, and one of the, the kind of interesting things that, um, or the stories, the journeys that we want to talk about today is specifically around Mush, one of the, the brands that Snellman Pet Food, or the, the biggest brand, the original brand, um, so we kind of kind of go through that journey because you were there from the kind of very beginning. When when how did it get started and when you when did you get involved? Yeah, I I got involved quite from quite from the start, but it was my my father-in-law back then who who wanted to start a, a dog food manufacturing and and he had an idea of making raw food, and I was back then studying meat technology, so so. Uh, I, I asked him, do you have your, your uh, hygiene, hygiene uh, routine set up and, and what about the, the, the protocols and everything? And then he said, no, but that's your, your <laughs> task. So, so when I was studying, I was helping him out with, with those things. Uh, and, and then 2005, I joined the company and, mm. and, and uh, started to make, make raw food for real. And the raw food market back then, this was like 18 years ago, was very different than it is now, right? Can you talk about like, what was it like in the beginning? Like, because you were selling like, literally like just pieces of meat and bone to people and they would have to do it themselves. And like, it was a pretty complicated thing, right? Yeah, the raw food market was was back then, it was it was like uh, a lot of... Uh, early adopters, believers that said that wanted to have something more natural for their dogs and they looked for alternatives uh, and and uh, then we were just supplying meat and 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 uh, I also remember uh, when uh, when I had the first thoughts of, of starting to do marketing mm. marketing we we were we were looking quite a lot about how do we do marketing uh, in terms of the products or how much do we market just the ideology mm. and uh, the reason behind and and so on so and and that was where we started started back in the days so it was a very small niche because it was so like you said early believers because or like early adopters and true fans because it was so much work and you had to calculate everything compared to just going to the store and getting like uh kibble or so it was a very niche market correct yeah it was it was a niche market but on the other hand in 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 finland we had a lot of of and we still have a lot of hunting dogs a lot of mm. of uh, do dogs living on the countryside that are used to eat a, a diverse diet with with meat and 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 byproducts from the hunting season and so on so so i think a lot of finnish dog owners still was thinking that the dog needs something mm. something different and not only a, a kibble every day same kibble every day so so uh, but then on the other hand the, the consumer that trusted the brands were told told by the brands that the most safe way to, f to feed your dog is to buy the same kibble every day and feed the same kibble every day and uh, the kibble kibble industry has developed great great products they have worked a long time with with the product product development and they have made but 
but there is something with with just feeding the same thing and especially if it's made as a kibble it's ultra processed so you feed the same ultra processed food every day and i think a lot of dog owners in finland all the time has knew that that maybe my dog needs also something more natural and and some other products so so that was a good base to start from in many ways but of course then then uh, uh to get it commercialized and to start to sell in, in pet shops that that it was a long journey from from our starting point to that what was it like in the beginning then because you mentioned thinking about the balance between marketing the products versus marketing the kind of ideology known as at, at least at the time was known as barf bones and raw food right when did you how did you start going about trying to expand the category and not just selling to these true believers and how did you go about doing that uh, yeah it was it was very interesting because because it was so exciting uh, i think it was t- 2010 2009 uh, i met i met a couple of guys that had a marketing startup and it was sebastian and rasmus from genero that that and they was just starting and they came into my to my plant and and i knew them from before so we was talking about marketing i said and they was like you need to brand your product and i said I, i cannot afford a new machine so so a new packing machine i need plastic i need packing machine so uh, and then was okay but where do we start then and then we 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 was talking about uh, what do we need to have success we need people to to start to believe in what we believe in we need to start with our why so the first first couple of years we didn't market the product we just market the the belief we had and we started facebook groups that wasn't about the brand it was about feeding your dog so uh, uh, we had one facebook page koska rakastan koiraani raakaruoka.fi facebook where we just was talking about raw feeding and and the the things behind that educating people collecting consumers experiences and and so on and this was really good because it gave us the growth and at the same time it gave us the the opportunity to start to to build a brand step by step and and that was really exciting times because a lot of companies when you have a startup you think that okay i need to start to market my product but we were honestly thinking that we need to change the industry and we started by by just uh, uh collecting the the stories and and telling them forward from from dog owners that hey there is there is an alternative you can feed your dog in a in a way where you not only feed the same kibble every day you can can feed raw you can you can feed and a lot of our consumers are feeding kibble with raw and they are mixing because they get more variety to the dog so 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 that was really exciting times and it was a lot of work so i was uh, i was working with uh, mush uh, n- not quite at that time but for uh, a few years later and there was so much work like one to one uh building that kind of educating customers and collecting those stories um i remember one this was not necessarily about the about the, the the raw food but i remember one campaign that you had i think it was maybe 2011 the christmas yeah. campaign um kind of using the early days of facebook virality Yeah, and and it was great it was great fun to work with facebook back then because then you when you created content and when you created commitment you got you got a lot of of uh, of uh, attention there and and we spread it so we had we had this christmas joy campaign and it, it was same like we we said that for every every likes we have we donate one one piece of meat 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 to 
to to some uh, dog shelters or rescue dogs shelters and those those kind of things and 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 we really get a lot of attention and 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 I used to say back back in the days that we was one of the biggest brands on Facebook. We had we had almost we have more than one hundred thousand followers on Facebook and and and. Uh, and it it made a good platform for us to to build on when we started to build our brand because we wanted to go that way that people people that has passion for feeding their dogs and so on that we collected them into a community and build on that so so that was really exciting and i think like you said when when you can barely afford a new machine for the production then you can't really afford to go out and spend a lot of media so yeah. The early days of Facebook, you were you had probably the biggest pet food brand in Finland on Facebook, and you were able to reach a lot of pet owners for free, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was because, uh, and also when you are when you are working with a niche product, and and uh, especially raw feeding, it's uh, it's somehow also at some points more more or less controversial. Some some. Uh, some raw feeders are really aggressive towards mm. the, the cable industry and and uh, and then some of the the enthusiasts that that believe in 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 processed food and controlled processed food are quite skeptical towards a raw food that can have bacteria etc so so for for me as a as an entrepreneur in the business looking into it th- that uh, uh, I when you see this kind of 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 debate, I always love love mm. to follow it and see it because the more people talk about dog food, the better it is for the dogs. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the more we learn about the dog food, the more we challenge the brands, the better the, the brands will become. And and I think uh, the raw food, the growth of the raw food, but also the questions from the consumers has has developed the industry hugely in, in Finland and now we have when when also when when I started in the business there was no nobody making dry kibble in Finland. Now we have four four or five plants in Finland also making making high end high end products uh with it extruders in Finland and then we have a lot of raw food companies. So I think for the for the dog owners in Finland we have moved uh moved back to a more domestic natural product point of view from from 20 years ago mm. being almost uh, everybody was buying food from either Mars or Nestle and and mm. and and now we have a more diverse uh, uh, market and and I think that's a good good way and a lot of people wanted to de- develop the market and make better products yeah the dogs and and pet owners have definitely benefited from yeah. that yeah um, you mentioned uh, one of the big things that you did the kind of strategic uh, initiatives was uh, when it came to educating customers was uh, collecting their experiences in these uh, was it Barfaus Kokemukset or Barfaus Tarinat? Yeah. yeah so we had we we set up on our on our web page uh, that this was already before we 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 have our our complete menus launch so, so we collected a lot of <clears throat> a lot of uh, stories from consumers and and this helped us to understand the market and uh, and it it helped us doing spreading the, the word about raw feeding and and it actually was so so interesting that we had we had a little bit over 600 stories there and and I was talking to the to the researcher in in Helsinki University Anna Jan Björkman who is making research about raw food and I said yeah we have these stories stories uh, that we have collected online and and she said yeah can I read them and I said yeah you can you can read them and and uh, and and she 
I, we send all the stories. She went in. We took them down to her Excel, and and she read them all through the stories. And 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 a few days later, she called me back and said that this is this is unique. You have mm-hmm. more than six hundred stories uh, about dogs uh, from dog owners that that they say that the, my dog was sick and I, I moved to raw and and the dog became better. So I want to make a a study about these stories. And she do she did a. Uh, they did a stu- study at Nihansky University where they had these 638 stories that we had there and they read them all through and reviewed them and it was 80% of the dog owners there said mm-hmm. said that my dog became became better and they had some problems before and then when they switched to raw they become more healthy of course it was we collected them in our web page so all the 600 that didn't get better or that didn't Com, uh, continue with our food. They are not. They are telling their story. So, so it's it's a in one way a bio story that it is from the consumer point of view. But but it was such a great data and and it 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 told us also that that a lot of the raw feeders are really really mm, trusting the the raw feeding ideology and and they are willing. But at the same time, also a lot of dog owners back then said that ah, it's a little bit complicated i have mm. to to mix and mix my own food i need to buy and buy some meat i buy some bones maybe some vegetables and and i'm not sure that do i do i make it a, to a complete menu and and so on so so i think there they you needed a lot of knowledge to go for for raw feeding and and that's where where our where we started to look into the solutions for that and 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 there also that how can we simplify and used the, the learnings from from collecting data that in one way was a marketing tool for us but ended up also becoming a huge uh, uh, documentation for our product mm. development that we we were starting then and, and to see that what can we can we bring to the market it was like a, a very early example of user generated content being really effective for marketing but like you said also for consumer insights about yeah. how where to bring Bring the product mix. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think in in many ways uh, marketing, especially if you do it in in social social media, it's it's about communication uh, because when you have when you have when you talk about about uh, back then when we had the Facebook communities and and if you start to sell your product there, mm. I used to say say when we had the the big community there that that. If you have a community and you are get, getting together around your your kitchen table and drinking coffee, and and then you suddenly allow somebody to open the door and shout out some 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 bargains or or come and buy this mm. this and this for this price, people are like, what's wrong with that guy? Because in social media marketing, it's about communication. You need to listen in and respond, and and I think that is a really important thing to do mm. to do when when you are working with a brand too to instead of listening in things in social media and try to sell something listen in and try to deliver something yeah and and for us since we had we have all the time had such a strong why such a strong belief in in the raw food and and so on but we all the time know that the raw food need to become easier it needs to become better it needs to be simplified in ways of communication mm. so a lot of the things we did was to l- just listen to the consumers and bringing the things that they wanted so Yeah, you've definitely always um, been very, very close to, to, to the customers. Um, before we go to what you were alluding to about how you simplified the, 
this this kind of uh, way of feeding your dogs. Uh, one big mil- milestone was when you were acquired by by Snellman. So what was was that in 2011 or? Yeah, it was in summer 2011. So so and we was we was then a really like small startup and and and. Uh, and uh, the the startup was was started my my father-in-law was from the Snellman family so so it was but it was a private startup and 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 Snellman was our biggest supplier of raw materials so so we started to dis- discuss then with the group ceo back then that that maybe maybe there we could do something something together and 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 uh, and decided that okay then now it would be a good time to 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 become part of Snellman and 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 I think it was a it was a really good move from having a small startup to joining a, a, a food food industry company that has has the same values about product and focus on the product and product quality. Mm. So so it was it was um, it was a perfect match mm. for us and 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 also a, a great raw material supplier for us. Mm. Did that then give you the resources? Um, to go for Vista, which is uh, which was kind of like a pioneering product, right? Like it was the first product that tried to simplify this way of feeding in Finland, at least yeah. simplify this way of feeding, so that you could open this up to someone. I mean, essentially, what you you allowed the market, you um, created the category, uh, expanded the category a lot by by uh, yeah. launching Vista. Yeah, I would say I would say, of course, when when you get in in new owners and and you are a small small company you want to we, we, we was setting on a, a track track to grow and 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 one of the big thing there was then because we all the time we was talking about the the branding mm-hmm. of the products and now now we got the opportunity to 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 set up a new completely new line so we we did big investments in the new line with with spiral freezers grinders packing machines everything so we could could be able to to make this and uh, and uh, and I was lucky enough also that that just just then the same time uh, Ronnie Granlund came came out from 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 school. He had been studying to an engineer, so so he had all the ideas and vision about how to set up a production. So he joined and set up a, a really good production, and and we was working really tight with 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 General then to to set up the the branding for for the Weist. And, and I think the the Weist product development was was quite unique because uh, the. The, the recipes were made made by 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 Rika Lahti, who 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 she had wrote a book about raw feeding, how to feed your your dog dog with raw feeding. So I I read the book and I contacted her and said said that uh, I want the knowledge you have in the book. I want to make that into a product. And 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 we had really close cooperation then with the product development team with her and with Petroni from production and 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 also in all of the workshops we had we had uh, the the brand in mind and we challenged the why and 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 what what shall we communicate how what is the product how is the how can we make the product good for 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 dogs and then then also how can we communicate it so 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 and we had we had these with with the uh, natural things transparency all these things were, were on the table and 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 we had a lot of fights because you want to have it to work in production you want to have the certain price point 
and then you have the ideology that want just to have the perfect food and then you have the branding people that just want to have the the, the fancy packaging and and i think that's that's the key element there that you we we all trusted that we are on the right right uh, uh, track there and that we are heading to the right direction so so all the fights were were around the issues that how can we package this how can we make this into a to a really good concept and 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 uh, and uh, uh, and and we we ended up to to have it and and of course after the launch we 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 uh, we have all the time the product now has been 10 years on the market but it's never ready you know all the, all the time you learn and you need to do some small steps and develop and maybe some new 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 tastes and so on but the, the the foundation is still there so yeah it's it's so hard to to bring something to market because you're trying to you have all these different um stakeholders who have very legitimate like yeah. you know needs and you have to try to manage everything yeah. Um, so when you launched this, Vaisto was like uh, uh, these frozen raw meatballs that you could just feed. Essentially, they were balanced, so yeah. you didn't have to mix and match organs and bones and all that. Um, what was the reception like among the kind of existing customer base of those who were already into this kind of uh, raw food and also the people who were just feeding kibble and you were trying to, to appeal to with Vaisto? I, I think it was... Uh, a, uh a lot of the, the early adopters, the raw feeders that are mixing themselves, they are still mixing themselves. A lot of them, and I think I think our our target was to 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 find new customers with these products. Also, those that are feeding kibble, but are starting to think that could it be could it be um, an idea to give something more natural and and maybe their their neighbor is the, the raw believer and and mixing themselves or their thing but they don't want to go go down that road and start to mix themselves so i think we need we need both both there and 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 uh, and of course we uh, we was working really hard with with getting consumers to test the product and i think that was the 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 main target we had because we were so confident that we have developed a really really good product and and uh, we started to get feedback about the product uh, dog owners were so so happy with it it was easy to use but at the same time it, it was uh, naturally balanced so 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 uh, uh, we got a lot of good of course we had to adjust the recipe we maybe had in some of the recipe a little bit too much bone and 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 then you need to adjust so it's even better for the dogs but but that was that is always when you bring a product to the market you need to be be adjusting but but we we had a good good product and 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 i think the launch that we did was uh, because we had built up this huge facebook community we decided that that okay the launch will be uh, and and uh, will be that we give out free free products mm. and 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 we was thinking and and i said that one bag of dog food can can never be a problem for me to give out Mm. So 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 then then we we set up a, a plan for for that that how can we how can we create uh, this kind of uh, bus on on using our social media channel to get people to test the product and together with our with our retailers uh, uh, we did. Uh, we shipped out some products to them and then we started to to promote on 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 facebook that they go and and pick up a product and i, I think in a in a, a few weeks when we launched it we we gave out uh, 
more than 15,000 uh, products and, and wow. so 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 and it was bo- both in Finland and Sweden and it was part of the launch in Sweden and, and we we had a lot of we had some pet shops especially in, in 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 bigger cities that that was like okay now we really see that that mush is bringing in new customers to us and mm. and 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 we also had had then since we were starting in Sweden then we also had had a campaign in Sweden where we where you could recommend a retailer to 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 take in the product and and a pet retailer is is especially independent pet retailers they know their customers quite well so and and when we, we could go with the campaigns that we had online that we could go in our salesperson on the field could go into a pet retailer and say that hey in this we have a facebook campaign and campaign and we have 53 customers in your area recommending us to go and sell to you and then there was like okay so so you are coming here because your customers mm. tell you to come and sell to me and it was a le- easy more easy for them mm. then to 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 take the product in and start to sell to sell and and uh, and and i think that that was that was a great great way of using the 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 base we had built on social media and 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 we had really good good momentum and growth then 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 with the Vista launch in, in, in Finland and Sweden and, and got it to a to a good good point point in this category. So it was a really pivotal moment because first of all you were going from if you look at the kind of consumer adaptation cycle, you were going from like that just maybe a few percent of the market early adopters to that early majority. Yeah. Um so much bigger category. And then you were also this was a real vote of confidence for the retail partners that hey look at what Mush is doing they're actually growing the category they're bringing new new customers um i think around that same time you were also you launched the Mush global project oh. how, what was the idea there how did that get get started uh, i think i think the same idea the, with the great confidence we we gathered from from the vice to launch and the, the way we work with social media and the nordics uh and and the group ceo back then the, was was really like uh mm, asking me that how can we grow this category and and can we do something something and and I used to always tell him that with food you are always the different food cultures and and taste so so but with dog food all the dog have the same taste so so you don't need to make separate recipes to go to new markets so 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 I managed to sell that idea and 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 we went for and we did a big study study uh global global study study and and to see where we can grow and we decided to go for for the german market and 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 we had the product we set up the team we set up the the office in hamburg and 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 uh, we started and, and a lot of the things we did in the nordics we were planning to take to germany but at the same time, we we wanted to adjust to the German market. So 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 we also took in some of the German German uh, way of more traditional way of of working with sales, and we didn't dare to put push the social media so strongly, and uh, and uh, and uh, remember when we went there, uh, we was talking about that we go on the huge German market to to become a niche of the pet food market, dog food market in Germany. And taking a niche role in the German dog food market, that would have been huge for us. But uh, 
uh, one customer, we met one customer, the biggest pet retail chain in Europe, and and we were met met uh, the purchaser there, and, and I presented the case, and 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 since there was already some frozen products on the German market, but not as as advanced as our, our product, there was more basic meat products there that they were selling in the pet shops. And and our product was was a high end product produced in Finland, so it was um, more pricely. So we were thinking that we will become a niche of the of the whole dog food category. And he he looked at us uh, and and said that yeah, guys, you might end end up becoming a niche of a niche. Mm. So you are just a niche of the German freezers with your exclusive brand from Finland. And we was walking out from the meeting and we were laughing when he, he didn't even understand his own market. So of course we will become a niche of the whole dog food market. So every pet shop in Germany will have a, uh, next to the, to the Mars and Nestlé brands, they will have a mush freezer. And we were pushing that for one and a half year and, and ended up learning that maybe he was, he knew his market better than <laughs> we. So, so, so you always need to have respect for the market, but I think also, uh, what happens also for us is that we underestimated the, the money it takes to, to build a brand. Mm. So, so and, and I think it was also here a few episodes ago, discussion about this, about bringing Nordic's brand to, mm. to, to Europe and, and underestimating the, the amount of money needed for marketing and branding. And I think we, we had the foundation, we set up the company, but but when we started to get the red numbers and and the monthly sales was was the first month lower than the the costs then we didn't dare to put in more money for marketing and building a brand and and we had ended up then 2016 after pushing one and a half year uh, we said that this is now it's too big risk for a for a uh, family owned food industry company from from Finland to go for a huge market in Germany and continue to push so so we decided together with the board that that now it's time to 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 focus on on the the Nordic market continue mm. to build a brand here and and uh, and we set up Germany Germany and some other markets as as uh, so we call it export markets where we have a, a local distributor that we work with and they work with, with building the product and the brands there and slowly step by step building the, building and growing the markets and i think it was a it was a wise decision uh, however i still think if we would have pushed we might have been been a much bigger company today but you never know and and i think the good learnings is also that if you trust your your why and the foundation because we continue to build on the same foundation, the same product, product groups and the same ideology and, and the same why in the Nordics. And, and, and we, uh, we managed to, to, to start to make, uh, make good profit in the Nordics. Uh, uh, covering up for, for the investment we had, had made in, in Germany. And a lot of companies and brand might have have okay now we failed in Germany so the whole setup and the whole idea is a failure mm. but no it was a tactical error but still our our brand is great our products are great and 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 with those learning we can then start to build build up uh, slower more more and and I think I think then to to build up the 
the the base, the foundation, and the economical resilience to to build the brand and to build uh, build it forward. So 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 I think now now we have we have um, again possibilities. We we just recently opened up in Norway Norway our own sales office. The Norwegian market seems really exciting, and and we are we are we have had a partner there for for many many years. But now it was time time to set up our own 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 sales office there so so and and we have a great distributor in 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 Denmark and 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 also a country like Hungary where we have a really really exciting distributor that are really like leading the niche category there so our distributor once or twice a year you you see her on the on the Hungarian television talking mm. about raw feeding and she's in the veterinary days educating educating veterinarians about raw feeding and she has her own brand they are building that that as a family company there and 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 still Mush is one of the flagship brands then in her in her portfolio mm. and and that is really exciting to see that we have several markets there where we have become a uh, a trusted partner for those who are building the category there as we did back in, in back in 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 Finland back in the days when when we started to build the why and the category and i think i think that is uh, really exciting to see and and overall also the raw feeding category is, is growing on 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 all markets and and now also we see new type of products that are more easy to ship with freeze dried and and so on that are really really coming strongly now in the on the US market so so a lot of great things is happening in the mm. in the segment and 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 I, I like to think always that that the work we have done here in the Nordics and 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 that that I have done together with a lot of of my colleagues in the industries is uh, is uh, is changing a little bit the industry from from being really really dominant by 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 a few big players that that are making making processed kibble and and now we have more and more more startups also and i think the 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 pet food industry has also shown shown during the latest years with the pandemic and everything that it is quite quite resilient and and it's still going going strong and and people even took more pets than than when mm-hmm. they couldn't travel and so on so so it's a it's an exciting industry to be in yeah, I guess you know spending on on pets and pet related, whether it's food or or other things, has probably gone up. Yeah, uh, continues to increase. Yeah, it has gone up, and 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 now it's interesting to see this year because now this year in many markets uh, the prices are going up. So mm. so so now we see see also, but a lot of dog owners then and dog and 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 also cat owners see that okay. Uh, uh, if they have found a good food and and it's they trust the brand, they 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 tend to 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 continue with that. But then maybe they they buy a little bit less of 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 equipment or toys for the for the pets. But but mm-hmm. uh, I think the the food food industry is quite quite solid solid in that matter. Yeah, uh, market has changed a lot over these years. Mush has changed a lot. The revenue has grown. I don't know if you have released any exact numbers, but it's you know lot lot bigger than it was was back back then um how has your marketing changed as the category and the company has grown um for instance i i know that you've been doing a lot of influencer or ambassador running a lot of ambassador programs in in sweden for instance so what are some of the tactics you've been using or strategies you've been using lately um yeah. to reach new customers i think i think uh, always to re- reach new customers it's 
you need to be if you don't have the biggest budget and you are competing about against uh, multinational companies in in the marketing spend in the same category i think i think you always need to be smart and 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 uh, trying to use your community and and uh, and one way of 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 doing that is is with the ambassador program that we have had now for 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 many years and 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 uh, and a lot of our ambassadors are really passionate about about helping us building the brand and 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 we always uh, we always tend to to choose ambassadors and we choose them from from consumers people that are active dog owners that anyhow would feed our products so 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 uh, i tend to when uh, influencer marketing has become uh, bigger and bigger and and all the time when when an influencer or or uh, when they are in contact and they want to to propose some marketing uh, cooperation uh, we always ask okay so how long have you been feeding our product to your dog and and what do you think about it and and if they say they haven't fed the product then then we said okay then we can ship you some we can send you some coupons so, so you can mm. pick a product and you can test it but we don't want you to do marketing for us before you have fed the product mm. so so we don't want to 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 on a regular basis uh, send out a product to somebody to promote it we just want to send out a product for them to feed their dog because we we know that when they feed our 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 product uh then they will become ambassadors. Mm. Either they are they are in our ambassador community and, and working with us, but anyhow they will become because we have a great product and we trust our product. And I think that's that's a lot of the things we are doing with the ambassador work. And and of course in this uh, we also have the breeders program and those things. So you need all the time to be to be on toes to to work with that and 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 see see the new platforms and and the way. The way and and then on different markets work on different ways. So so for example, our our distributor in Hungary started started uh, a couple of years ago already. He was one of the first one who started to to actively work with with uh, TikTok and they made videos with their own dogs feeding them and mixing and, and making and they they took some of our our meatballs and then they took some some local products and they some of their own products and they made this kind of fun videos where you can mix mm. so you you take the, the complete menu but then you add some berries and some other things some sardines and another product that they were selling in their stores and and actually they he said that that the the personnel in stores started to 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 inform them that hey you cannot post uh, TikTok videos without telling us before what you are posting so we can prepare so we have the because consumers are coming into the shops asking hey mm, I would like yeah. to I would like to 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 give a test that product mm. so that you had on the TikTok video so 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 and that is um, and there we have been um, been for example in the Nordic market there we we decide we have not been investing resources in in TikTok and and it's always for me that okay where do you put your what is your playbook social media playbook mm. where where do you put it and 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 uh, and then you choose some channels and you try to be active active and and, and see but it's it's all the time uh, at the end of the day it's a uh, it's a way of using different channels to 
to get in contact with consumers, communicate with them, uh, tell them about what you believe in, and and hopefully then at the end of the day, find those that believe in the same thing, because then they will end up buying your products or somebody else's product from from the category. And and I used to say, as long as the raw feeding is growing and we are pushing every day as hard as we can to make the, the best raw food that is on the market and the raw feeding is growing, then we will end up having a good good business plan. So yeah, that's what we are working with. Um, are, have you also been thinking about making any bigger media investments or are you mostly focused on these digital channels and more, more low cost? We we are looking, especially in, uh, on our, our Finnish market, we have now also, we 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 launched uh, the Duo Plus series that is sold in groceries. And and we, we think that the grocery channel and the people buying dog food there maybe act a different in a little bit different way than those who are buying from pet retailers. So so we are really really looking into that to see that that what is mm. should should we go up there and, and, and take the front page of Hesare or something like that. But it's it's really difficult because the competition, especially in this segment, is, is really tough. So 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 we try to 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 evaluate the different channels and 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 always always look into i think i have never during the the 12 years also part of snellman group where we have once a year we make a budget mm. i have never considered the number that i give for the group in in the line where it says marketing budget as a fixed number mm. i i always consider marketing spend as as something that is a lot of extempore that hey now we get momentum here and now we we put our focus here and, and try to keep it as agile as possible because uh, you never really know what what happens and what opportunities comes up there in terms of communication with consumers so 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 and and sometimes it's really frustrating for my for 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 partners and my team when 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 uh, when I like to think that that marketing is so extemporary so mm. so so uh, sometimes to make a plan that this year this is the next year plan and produce something in forward is is a little bit more relaxing way of working but yeah. but I, but I like to to also in in one way push us to to be really agile and 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 be there communicating with the consumers. Yeah, I think agility is, is really, really important. Yeah. Um, l- last question, you've been at Mosh now involved for over 15 years. Is there anything that stands out in terms of lessons learned? Anything that kind of key takeaways? It's been a, it's been a long and very um, windy journey. I would say, I would say key takeaway is, is uh, I I think I got the question question thousand times what kind of dog do you have, and I don't even have a dog, and 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 the key takeaway is is that to work with with people with passion for something is 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 so so great and and we have so many days when I come to work that it's so exciting because I have a lot of people around me that have passions for for the for the raw feeding for for everything. And 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 during this time, uh, I don't think one book would be enough for all mistakes you have made. But but those are those are just learning experience, and and uh, the better we can learn from them and and take it from there. But but as long as we we enjoy coming to work, challenging challenging an industry that from from our point of view is is a little bit. Uh, uh, 
in in producing food uh, to in to simplify it for for the dogs that you eat the same food every day and when we come in and say hey your dog is not a machine that works on the same fuel every day you have different periods in the dog's life so you so you you need to to feed it differently and and sometimes they need more food sometimes less food sometimes and and if you give some natural food you get some natural uh, natural um uh, antioxidants everything else into your body and i think for people people food becomes more of more of a thing that is important and we understand the importance of good food for our health mm. and i think this is coming strongly now also to the pet owners and 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 it's great fun to work to work with that so mm. I, i love that answer i think passion creates resilience which you need to stick with something yep. for a long time even when failure we have mistakes or or, or failures um Thank you so much, Magnus, for joining us for the Thank show. You. And I just realized we never talked about cats. So we have to mention that Mush also makes, yeah, makes yeah. cat food. It's, it's really interesting because uh, uh, we talk a lot about dog dog food. And, and uh, when we made a web page a few years ago, ago we, uh, we said that uh, we want to make a different word for the cats. And I think the cat the cat owners are and and, and I think mush brand it came the heritage comes from the dog word, mm. but but I think the cats and 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 the other brands we uh, that we have is, is 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 it will be another topic for some podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we have to do that in a separate time. Um, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, people who are listening, if you have a pet, either a cat or dog, you can find mush products in retail pet stores and also in grocery stores. Is that only in Finland or also in only Sweden? In, in Finland, it's only only in grocery stores. In Sweden, we are only a pet retail. So. For, for now. Yeah, for now. For now. <laughs> um, and if people want to connect with you, LinkedIn is probably the, yeah, the if, best way. Yeah, link, LinkedIn. Uh, but of course, if you have passion for, for, for dogs and cats and feeding them, then spend time reading reading about mm. raw food on forums and web page. But, but, but if you have nothing else to do then always you can follow me and ask me but but i think we have a uh, use use the time for your pets and the benefit of your pets <laughs> that's good good advice thank you so much thank you. thank you for listening you can find all episodes of the growth pod on spotify youtube and apple podcasts <laughs>